black, period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holla if you really feeling this. Gotta holla if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holla if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred, If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy. We gonna win in the end, yeah, we gonna live in abundance. Ooh, I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy. If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy. We gonna win in the end, yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we living. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish and Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Where, where, where are you? You Muslim, my brother? No, I'm not Muslim. I have a background of uh, was Muslim. And, uh, mm. you know, when I was seven years old, I learned the Fatih from top to bottom. You know what I mean? And that's when my pop went to jail and I kind of, like, went on my own missing. Mm, got you, got you. Uh, I feel you on yeah. that. Uh, my first name is Jamar, and it's a Middle Eastern name. And people ask me all the time if, if I'm Muslim and stuff like that, that uh speak Arabic and everything. I'm like, no, but... Okay. I fuck with Malcolm X. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <My> guy right there. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, you got you got to fuck with the X for the culture, man. Facts, facts, facts. Um, and so what? So what? what, what, what you do a lot of things. Uh, first of all, let's get your banner under here real quick, so people we breaking up a little bit. That's part of me. That's my that's my bad. Oh, okay. What you okay. said? So you're a rapper, filmmaker, entrepreneur. Um, how did you how did you, you get into music? Yo yo. Yep. I, I lost hear. you for I lost you for a second. Um you was uh We're having technical difficulty, guys. Don't worry. Yes, yes, um, yes. I'm ready to get on the Wi Fi though, man. In like thirty word, seconds. Word. All right. But uh, what was the question you said? Uh, do I do what? I'm sorry about that. No problem. Um, the question uh, was about how did you start rapping? How what, what inspired you to get into music? Well, around that same time uh, that we just spoke about, when I was around seven years old, mm-hmm. and my pop went to went to prison, um, my mother had purchased me a Jay Z cassette tape. It was Jay Z Hard Not Life Volume Two, mm-hmm. and um. That's when I started to, you know, like music. And I I memorized every Jay-Z song from top to bottom. And, um, you know, a few years after that, I started writing. I wouldn't necessarily say music, but I just started to write for a form of therapy. And, uh, you know, as I got into the streets, and I was actually living the life that these guys was talking about. I'm like, they rapping about my life that I'm living every day. Mm. I can do this shit. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? Right. So, um, around like 13 years old, to answer your question, is when I started actually writing music. Where, and um, you said that you're using it for, I like how you were saying you're using it for therapy and stuff like that. Like, that's so yeah. important. Um, so, basically, it was like, 
um, a, 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 a remedy to help you out with your own mental health and everything. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was just a gateway for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, Still you got is. some singles. You got some mm-hmm. singles. I, I, I got to tell you, I love the trap record. Right, That's, right, right. Okay. I was inspired, man. I was right, right. To that. Um, like I got, I got, I got it in my playlist now. <laughs> my God, my God. Okay, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, you got another one called uh, Flamer Flow. Fire. Okay, yeah, yeah. Drop that this summer. You watch the video? Yeah, yeah. I watch both. Watch both. Yep. Okay. Nice. You nice. direct as well? Say that again. You direct those videos? Yeah, pretty. I coordinate with the uh, with the videographer on everything, and um. You know, my one of my strengths is actually directing, you know what I'm saying? Uh like short film and stuff like that and being behind the scenes. So yeah, I do what I can. Mm. Yeah, I really appreciate um the the quality. I like uh who was that you was collabing with? Uh CTF Bird? Yes, that's my man Bird. He from Bird. He, he he from out here in Delaware as well. Um one of the up and coming guys, uh, you know, well known, good dude, stand up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's my guy. We came up around the same time. How was the Delaware rap scene around there? I know that uh, Connecticut, we get overshadowed a lot because of New York. What's going on out there in Delaware with the rap scene there? Well, I think think for us, it's kind of like like you just said, y'all being overshadowed by New York and Connecticut. We're kind of like more overshadowed by Philly and all the other surrounding areas because, you know, Delaware is 30 minutes away from Philly, uh, about an hour and a half, two hours away from New York, you know, Pittsburgh about two hours away. So we we right in the thick of it, you know what I mean? Perfect. But um but it's some it's definitely some talented artists out here. Mm. Uh I like a lot of the new guys coming up right now. So uh I definitely see promise in the future for the Delaware music scene. Where for somebody that don't really know Delaware, who who should they look up? Ah. Uh, Man, it's a lot, man. I like uh my young boy Levi got it. He definitely he definitely dope. Um you just said uh CTF Bird, you know he dope. Um it's a few, man. It's it's a nice scene though, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I think you're the first artist I've ever spoken to from Delaware. Delaware is so small. It's like <laughs> What is it like fifty miles or something like that? <laughs> Damn, bro, I'm down playing <laughs> like that. I'm saying we uh, Do y'all know everybody. I, I think maybe <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of for real. Like I ain't going there. Hold you, how many times I just spoke with females and they, you know, I I dealt with their friend or something like that. Like it's real crazy. <laughs> and we like, oh, you such and such, uh, baby, dad. Damn. I can't even talk. Getting it. Quick. <laughs> I'm talking this. Word up. But um yeah, man, it's 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 real spread out. It's small but spread out. Word, word. Let's get into let's get into your works real quick. So you got a book out. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't get a chance to read it. Um, but I'm gonna definitely read it after this interview since I got some more time. Uh, what's what's the book about? Uh, what what inspires you to uh, to write this book? Um, so well, let's means, start with one question first. I gave you like two questions. Sorry about that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was ready to say that's a long form question. But right, right. Uh, let's start with the um, what inspires you to write this book? Um, 
what actually inspired me to write it was, well, first of all, the character Young Cannon. Young Cannon is actually, he's, he was like a, a mixture of all the guys that I grew up with in the projects, in the hood. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Young Cannon is uh, the young teenager growing up in America, growing up in the projects in the hood. Um, and I and I just basically put a composite of all, like I said, all the guys I grew up with together. Like, you know, you might got one guy's mom was getting high. You feel me? Another guy, his pop was in jail. You know what I'm saying? And I tried to make Young Cannon a composite of all of those things so we can set light on, you know, why we are the way we are. Why we resentful? Why we angry? Why we busting our gun? Why we selling drugs at an early age? Right, right, right. And I just basically wanted to give our story, you know, in our culture from someone who's actually lived it and actually experienced it. Mm. Mm. That's deep. That's deep. Yeah. Um. Do you uh, do you consider? Do you think you'll want to write like a a screenplay for it or a movie about it or anything? Absolutely. Um. The uh, screenplay is already done. Oh, um, nice. uh, stage play, um, that's already done. Um, so yeah, and uh, I, I'm not sure if you saw. Um, we just released the soundtrack, so it's uh, three songs and three skits. Um, I'm about to drop the visuals for that. I'm telling wait, the, wait, wait, the wait. story through the music for those who don't read. This going to make wait. them want to read. I guarantee you. Oh yeah, yeah. Because people like to use audio books a lot now. It's a big deal. It's like the new craze. <laughs> right, right. So you know, when you give it to them in the form of rap, and you give them mm. the visuals to paint the picture, you know what I'm saying? It's it's gonna make them want to pick the book up. So I just wanted to revolutionize a little bit, try something yeah. different. And I think it's important because it, it a book like that addresses, um, not only just addresses, but it humanizes. Um, the part of America that white America will, will want to uh, forget about. Uh, part of America that uh, has always been around oppression uh, and racism, um, redlining and all that stuff. And they, they'd rather gentrify than actually um, invest in the community. Um, yeah. So literature is so important so people can understand exactly uh, what it's like yeah. Um, coming in that community, um, I know for I don't really talk about it as much, but I remember sport was a very rough, um, still is to this day, uh, rough, rough area. And, um, you know, my, my family members they they were flawed, and the family member before me, I got a few cousins locked up, stuff like that. Um, the first person I looked up to was a drug dealer because he had all he had the cars, he had yeah. the, he had the girls. He had a great life. Um, yeah. Later on, I looked up to other artists and stuff like that, but that was the first person that I considered inspiration from until I started reading into revolutionary black figures and stuff like that. That was that was my way of seeing. All right, let's get out. Yeah. Um, and you know, I sold weed and all that stuff like that, but I was never as um, entombed into the streets as my friends were. But they were my friends, so yeah. I knew what was going on in the streets. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, one of my friends just got out, so I get. I I I definitely want to just congratulate you for writing this story 
and getting it out there because more stories like that needs to get out there in order for people to get an understanding where people come from because once we have a full understanding and then we see a full relation because there are still things that somebody in the suburbs can relate to someone in the hood there are still a lot in common that we still have and once we build that bridge um it can make better for a more healthier conversation um do you do you uh get any backlash for your book or for your for for your music do do people like try to tell you oh you should do it this way or make uh, like try to get you a different direction um i mean of course that that's happened uh with certain songs you know everybody always got their opinion you know oh, yeah. and I, I'm the type of person that I, you know, I hear, you know, I take it or I leave it. And that's that. Um, but to your point, as far as, um, you know, telling our story, you know, and actually bridging the gap, I definitely agree that that's very important. And something like urban literature, this is something that actually does that. And that's why we need more exposure with things like this. And, um, also, you know, being in proximity with certain things is, is, is key as well. Like you said, um, you looked up to the drug dealers. Same here. I looked up to the drug dealers because that's what we were exposed to. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, you know, coming coming from somewhere like Delaware, Wilmington, and uh, mm. Philadelphia, mainly Delaware, um, mm. we never was exposed to players making it to the NBA or uh, – mainstream artists or anything like that. So the people that we looked up to was definitely the drug dealers. And, you know, they, they were the guys that we saw with the girls and the cars and all the shit that we thought was important. You know, the proximity of that um, versus where you go to somewhere like Atlanta, you know, uh, you see when I'm little 10 year old little kids, they they walking down on little baby or T.I. Yo, let me get a hundred dollars. They ain't starstruck. They don't give a fuck who you be. Right. You feel me? Like, <laughs> we see you all day, every day. Let me on that eye. You feel me? Like, <laughs> so you feel me? They they actually are in the proximity of, you know, fame and uh, real success. I guess you would say. Mm. Yeah, and I feel. I also feel that um, it there needs to be a documentary or something about the influence because like a lot of people talk about um how the culture of hip-hop is today where it's like um well this term that i've heard uh it's 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 drug users music now instead of drug dealers music um (laughs) i'm just like bro like (laughs) right right that's a whole nother conversation that we have to like address because why is it why why are people embracing using drugs right now what what is it about drugs that make it so important to to talk about that it's music now it's hip-hop it's <clears throat> drug use. Yeah. metal was earlier before hip-hop um part of part is also talking about important it was that gangs and drug and, and drug dealers were able to make hip-hop so big that it is because it was their money i mean you see bmf shows out now that's a whole um 
history of how BMF has built so many rappers and so many artists. Yeah. Um, and that was their way of trying to bring something positive out of something negative. Yeah. But the positivity and the negativity to me seems do in a duality when it comes to drugs because now that we have a content that talks about drug using, there's more nuanced conversation. We see weed is being legalized everywhere on, you know, how can we regulate and make drugs safe instead of, um, you know, like in the 80s with Reagan, dare and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Like how drugs um, basically are part of hip-hop culture negatively or positively. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Right. Well, first I would say you have to look at who's controlling the actual mainstream industry. Mm. You know what I mean? So not just, let's let's take it a step further. Don't just look at it from the perspective of drugs being the drug addicts versus the drug dealers. Now, look at a lot of the female artists too as well mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying what sells the female artists for the most part well mm-hmm. their body sex you know what i'm saying shit like that uh what's the john mccarty and um and megan who's that john called again oh there's some holes in this house there's some holes in this house <laughs> why why yeah why yeah so like you look at that and that's ain't bang you know what i'm saying but at the, at the end of the day Let's look at who's in control. Who's who's actually selling this to our people? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Who's actually painting this picture that uh, you know uh, all all the young artists have to be talking about drugs, and being drug addicts and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They selling that to our young boys. You know what I mean? They selling that to our young girls. And you know, it's other things as well. Uh, that I see within that, that I'm not going to actually touch on, but you get the picture. You just got to look at who's actually in control of it. Like I said, uh, that's why um, something like the Young Cannon book telling our story and our culture, the way it's supposed to be told from someone who's actually lived it, I think it's so important. And, you know, with me and you connecting from Connecticut to Delaware, this wouldn't have been possible 10, 20 years ago. So we got to look at that in a positive light that we actually have more control now in order to expand our reach. Right, right, right. Amen. And, you know, it's the the past can never be changed, so it's so important to, to make sure that the people that are talking about the past are the ones that were exposed to that past that they are trying to betray. Right. Um, and um, I think that it's so important that we do uh, have these conversations with us leading in these talks because then it gives more perspective of honesty and truth instead of a perspective of someone that was just a a, a witness um yeah or not even just a witness uh, a bystander or what, what term am i looking for someone who um read about studied it but didn't really get the experience no experience um, right um and, and you know there, there's there's going to be disagreements within the black community to this mm-hmm. day um, but what's important is that we have these disagreements and they're not led by another outside force that makes us fight. Um, mm-hmm. We want to be against each other, but it's led by us talking and having a dialogue within our community. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. That's going to be up to us, you know. And uh, 
like I said, uh, on the positive side, it's great that we have this reach right now. Uh, right. Like I said, man, you wouldn't be never to have this conversation 10, 15 years ago, 20 years yeah. ago. So we definitely are in control and we have a great opportunity in order to broaden our horizons. You know, technology is crazy, you know. Um, how how was COVID for you? Um, uh, man, COVID was, man, COVID was, <laughs> COVID was, <laughs> what wasn't COVID, you know what I'm yeah. saying, for all of us. Uh, one thing I know is uh, what I got out of COVID was it actually showed me a new self, you know what I mean, new new side of myself. It actually helped me grow more, you know what I mean, mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, so I'm I'm grateful for that. Um, you know, I don't think I lost any people during that time, um, you know, so... Mm-hmm. On the on the positive side, it was it was it was definitely a growing experience. Mm. So you was you were still being able to be inspired and able to write your music. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right. It was it was uh it was actually it actually brought me more focus to do that and bring uh you know more projects together during that time because yeah. all I did was just lock in and block everything out. That's not hard for me to do. I was already a person like that. So when COVID came, it was like, it wasn't really nothing to me. It just actually enhanced everything that I was already doing. So right, I, right, was, right. I was cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was cool, like, real talk. So it gave you like some time to calm down and like reflect and stuff like that. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Something that I I think that we all need to do anyway. And uh Another thing it did too, because I was going to the gym a lot. I was working out a lot uh, before COVID. I was getting my body right, and uh, when the gyms and everything shut down, I'm like, "Man, what am I gonna do?" So, you know, I I, I had to purchase some things off of Amazon and stuff, workout uh, materials, and uh, I start I start running every day. Every day I would start running like a mile or two every day, and I got all the way up to like five miles. I'm thinking about doing a five k or something next. Uh, next March, me and a few of my homies. Wow, yeah, David. You, know, you think they, uh, you know, David Goggins? Goggins is that guy, yeah, Yo, yeah, Goggins that guy is, is a guy. sick <laughs> bastard, bro. Goggins yeah, <laughs> is a wild bull, man. He's a cannon, he's a cannon, <laughs> boy. Actually, uh, but his who's gonna hold the boats? <laughs> yeah, he's taking souls and shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How big is five k? Is that like five hundred kilometers, or like what does that mean? I'm not real versed into the five k. <laughs> right, right. Five k. I be, I believe the five k is the half a marathon. I believe. I believe. Don't mm-hmm. quote me. And I know the half a marathon is twenty. Is it twenty six? Twenty six. I think it's twenty six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, okay. I think Are I you do doing that. it for like, like, uh, just you want to like get into like some competition, or are you doing it for charity? Like, it, you just what, what made you want to get to the five k? Yeah, it's definitely not for no competition. I'm my own competition, <laughs> but we're not my own competition. But right. uh, I just want to do it because I think doing hard things is something that we should do all the time, and it's something that that uh, broadens your confidence. It's something that gives you meaning. 
and if I can do it for charity or something, that'd be the more the better. And that'd mm-hmm. give me more motivation, you know? So, but definitely not from the competition. That'd be the last thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. So what's, uh, what does LOE stands for? <clears throat> uh, LOE stands for League of Elite, League mm-hmm. of Elite Entertainment. Uh, so basically, uh, it's my entertainment LLC-based LLC company. Um, and basically, the brand basically stands for just be elite at whatever you do. Be great at whatever you do. You know what I mean? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. It is dope. And how long you had this this brand? How long how long has this brand been going on? I'm gonna keep moving my mic, but I have a new mic, so I'm trying to figure out the adjustment points with it. Excuse me about that. Well, good. <laughs> it sound good, actually. It sound good. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um but uh what was what was the question again? You said when did when did we start it? Yeah, uh well, like well, how how did you get this brand together how did it start do you have artists under you like a little follow-up yeah <laughs> excuse me um i don't actually have any artists under me mm-hmm. yet um i'm still working towards that because i'm still an artist mode right now and yeah yeah that's 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 the mode i gotta be in right now in order to try to put other artists in position uh i have three authors under me though on uh on the book publishing side so that's one thing that we're getting moving right now um and uh, what do you say? You said when did we start it? Uh, this is our fifth year. This is the fifth mm-hmm. year, and um, I feel like this is this is a good time right now because a lot of things are starting to actually take off right now. When they always say the fifth year is the year that you said no, if the company going going stand and uh, be able to uh, you know hold itself above water, or is it going to drown? So oh, I feel yeah. confident in that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people lost their businesses um, during this last two years. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in New Haven, Connecticut. New Haven, Connecticut um, is a very uh, popular city because of Yale um, and Yale University. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I live two blocks away from the campus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, right. that's where I just moved. Yeah, and my thing is like the businesses that you see are gone the real good ones some have remained but it's like mm-hmm. half it's like half and half now it's like people are gone yeah um, there was a taco bell here which me and my girl were pissed about because they sold uh, <laughs> margaritas they yeah. had margaritas there with the taco bell and i used to love going there have some tacos and margaritas stuff like that yeah. and it's gone oh, man. <laughs> they're like no they rained on your whole parade dog <laughs> yeah man so that's i gotta say it's so beautiful i mean i started this podcast during the pandemic okay um, and it's growing and i'm happy and i think that the reason why it's growing so well is because and i don't really need to go outside or anything um so i guess people are trying to find ways they can make money um in a different way until things are more better now we still have the mass mandate and everything going on still oh, um, so it's great that you were able to keep your brand going you know like that's amazing you survived <laughs> <laughs> hey man we we still we still striving we still striving and every day is a battle every day is a growing pain so right you know every every day man we just talking at it man trying to get better Mm-hmm. Nah, man. Um, as an artist, how do you feel about? Um, well, actually, finish your thought. 
Like, yeah, I was, I was about to like, go ahead. Yeah, I was about to ask you about about the podcast. What made you oh, actually okay. start the podcast? Like, was it something that you always wanted to do, or was it just like, yo, let me try something new? Like, what was your thoughts on that? All right. Um. Well, I I started it out with three friends. Um, okay. And then later on, you know, life happens. So uh-huh. the first, one of my friends have two kids. The other friend. Um, he is not really as round as much because he has other issues going on, work and all stuff like that. So it just ended up being me. I mean, um, for a little bit beginning, it was it was him as well too. Um, but I wanted to bring on a lot of people that has a lot of different stories because of my uh, background with activism and um, black liberation um, stuff. Um, I wanted to like build a platform to get people to. Uh, have a great conversation because we always had great conversations. Yeah. Now it later on turned into um, just interviewing, talking to people that interest me and uh, try to get more local people on. But in the meantime, I have built so much great relationships um, that well, growing relationships with other artists and um, their music groups, uh, their publicists, um, lawyers and stuff like that. So I'm just like, wow, this is really expanding into something that um, can actually uh, be like a tool for someone that wants uh, alternative uh, news or alternative uh, understanding of what's going on. And my main focus is working class issues. So I try to add that um, type of spice to it as well, too, as always, which is why I like talking about artists because artists, for, for instance, is like, the most exploited with their music um, and we get destroyed with deals and stuff. Um, so it's so important to like have these conversations. So other artists, they hear this and they get warned. They're like, all right. Yeah. I hear you saying that you want to give me a meal up front, but I just heard this podcast and told me that I might need to pay y'all that back. Actually. <laughs> warned. Don't even cast the check. <laughs> right? Don't keep that shit. Right. Right. <laughs> Because I'm an artist as well too. I'm a rapper and I'm a percussionist. I'm in a band and everything. Um, okay. So I I I, I wanted to um, expand on that with being a part of like just growing in the artist community and meeting so many great people, which I have had so far. I mean, fuck, I even spoke to somebody from Three Six Mafia that was like in one of the Three Six Mafia factions. Like, okay, was still, that was that was a beautiful episode. Uh, Shouts out to Scam Man. His album just came out. Nice. Um, do you have an album coming out? <clears throat> Are you working on that? Or well, you just pushing singles, which is all still great. Yeah, <laughs> you know what well, I mean? right, like, right now I said uh like I said um the uh the, the young cannon soundtrack is out right now. That's three yeah, songs, yeah, yeah. that's three skits, that's word, the focus word. right now. Um young cannon pick that up. I'm gonna put yeah, the link in. Yeah, do that. Uh actually uh the young cannon uh two book will be out soon as well. Um, we got a bunch of other projects coming in the pipeline. Um, every book that I put out, probably going forward, novel, uh, not not self help and all that. I don't even know if I'm gonna get into all that. Mm. Uh, but um, every novel that I put out is definitely gonna have an EP soundtrack with it because, you know, like I said, I'm revolutionizing, man, doing something different, doing something that I'm more comfortable with doing. Uh, before as like uh, putting out an album or a mixtape. I'm not sure. I've done that in the past, um, and I'm just ready to do something different for now. Right, right, right. Yeah, take um, your time. Yeah, and they can mm-hmm. um they can actually uh your viewers they can actually get a free copy of the Young Cannon book. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's tell them go to League of Elite Entertainment. 
youngcannon.com and uh, they can go ahead and get their free copy of the Young Cannon book and um, we'll send them uh, the, the link to also stream the EP Word. as well. So, Yes, sir. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, and um, just side because we're about to close out. So just want to ask you this because I heard the whole thing with Travis Scott, that was crazy. Uh, do you, have you heard about that? <laughs> I kind of like saw the headline, but a lot of shit be clickbait. So I don't be really, I be right. focused on what I got going on. That should be fake a lot of times. So. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. I did see something about, I saw one thing that said something about somebody getting shot or injured at a concert. And then uh, and I seen some other shit with Travis Scott, but I ain't really read too much in it because it'd be clickbait a lot of times. Right, right. Well, I think the sad part is um, they're trying to blame him as fully responsible because eight people got trampled to death at the concert. It was like, I think it was like a good thousands of people there. Yeah. Um, and they were saying that he was inciting the crowd, trying to get them too excited and, and act up, which is terms that I've never heard of really before when it comes to artists, because I've been to a lot of metal band concerts as well. And let me tell you, motherfuckers be getting kicked, speared. <laughs> Yeah. They got this shit called the Wall of Death, where they split the crowd down the line. <laughs> oh shit! What's that about? It's, I mean, well, they just call the Wall of Death because I think it sounds cool, but it's really just they just split the crowd up into two sides and stuff, and then some people go into the middle and start fucking swinging, acting up, and then they clashing <laughs> like it's a fucking um Spartan War or some shit like that. But I just think that it was really, I find it really interesting um, because. They for the first time I'm hearing about unless there was something else that I never heard before that they're actually like accusing Travis Scott um for the murders of fans that were trampled, um, which is very, very sad that that happened. But I think there's more to that than to just blame the artists. Um yeah, yeah. like Live Nation is the event um uh, promoter and the concert that he was uh doing the Astro Award Festival with as a partner with. And they have a history of over 200 people being murdered in their concerts. So why didn't they get any type what you, what of... What you mean? You, you're saying like 200 uh, like history-wise all together or like that happened yeah. at one event before? Um, not at one event. It's just oh, over God. time with their events, people have yeah, been... Yeah, that's just still bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, so what is the conditions, the, the conditions there? Are they being mindful or taking precautions on how to uh, move the crowd, or maybe they just need to worry about how big capacity is instead of just like trying to make it the greatest thing. I mean, it's COVID right now too. You wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be around filling up places like that where there's thousands of people. That's just, that's just yeah. crazy. Um, but COVID ain't going nowhere though. Right. Oh no, it's not. It's not. And that's that's one thing people gotta like fully fully understand that yeah. this is here to stay. Um, yeah. It's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, it um, ain't no. Oh, let's go back to the old days and uh, right. What <laughs> old yeah. days? Uh, you mean we evolved it's over? Yep. But uh, 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 what was I gonna say? Well, it don't sound like to me that the artist is responsible for that. If that's not his actual uh, 
his actual event space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think from what it sounds like to me, it sounds like he was ever responsible of ensuring mm-hmm. the actual place is who that falls back on. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's not like an insurance issue or something. Yeah, and but he did everything he can. They're still blaming him. He's paying for their funerals, everything. Yeah, you know they're gonna do that. It, it just—I mean, I'm not trying to pull race, but I just—I never heard of that from a white artist. Yeah, because people have been dying in concerts for decades. I mean, yeah, like last time I heard, I, I think it was like a rock concert where 11 people were murdered in. Um, this is like in the seventies, like so. It's like, bro, it's like this is new that they're actually like trying to hold uh, the artists accountable for being hired to be the main act for their uh, concert. Like, yeah, was there <laughs> other artists there? I, I don't know who else was on that um, that bill. Um, it was the Astro World Festival, so mm-hmm. you know his album Astro World. Um, so it was like his main thing. Um, and he probably made a lot of fucking money on that. And yeah. he has to like give give half of that away or something. Like I don't know how that goes. It's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, I just I think that yeah, it's it's something to be mindful about because they're literally blaming him. And yeah. what what's next? What else? Like, <laughs> what are you gonna blame black people for now? Like, <laughs> that's really literally what I'm thinking. I'm like, what are you gonna blame black people for now? Oh, we control the crowd. We control them. Like, no, they got yeah. crazy. They got excited. And plus, you got to think about drugs. I mean, drugs are a big deal in concerts. You know, who goes to a concert sober? Somebody got a drink on them or anything or something. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't care who you are. Right? <laughs> yeah, you going to get lit. Exactly, you're going to get lit, man. Uh-huh. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, since Dan. Sadam, right? Sadam, Sadam, Sadam. man. <laughs> Good morning, Bar. But uh, yeah, what man, is wrong with you, me? <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for having me as well, man. Yeah, man. And uh, everybody definitely check out his new single. Uh, his new singles, Trap, and also uh, Flamers Flow. Um, Flamers Flow, Trap. He got videos out for that too. Uh, check out his book, um, Young Cannon. Um, check out his soundtrack to that book. Which I'm about to check out too. I'm telling you, this dude is fire, man. This dude is fire. I wouldn't have this guy on here if he wasn't fire. So don't even try to act like he not fire. You're gonna like his music too when you hear it. <laughs> he won't be disappointed. Straight out of Delaware, you know. I'm sure. Um, My guy. L O E. You know what I mean? This is the first Delaware rapper I ever had the pleasure of meeting. I uh, love to have you back on the show, friend of the show, man. Um, and for everybody else that's listening out there. Have a very good, safe day. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, yes, sir. Have a good, have a good, have a good day, Saddam. You too, thank man. You so much, the, I hope this is uh, the first of many, man. I, I'll be talking to you again. <laughs> oh, facts, man. Yeah, we'll keep in touch, bro. Uh, I definitely would love to have you back on. Maybe we can have you back on with a panel of artists. I'm trying to get this thing together real quick mm-hmm. about having like a panel of artists on. We just had discussions. Panel artists from all around the world, you know. Let's um, get it. India and all types of shit, man. All right, man. Yo, uh, have a good day and have a good day, everybody. Peace, everybody. Effectively transforming community, peace in our human family. Volume unity, divine light shining individually.
Yeah, 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 yeah. We out.